0: Love
1: Talk Radio. This is Mark Grace, and you're listening to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sandpeed.
2: Cal and Pete, New York sports talk show and podcast, coming to you live from Bayside, New York, Freehold, New Jersey, and of course, Comac, New York. And here's what we're thinking about talking about tonight. The expansion of the Major League Baseball playoffs in 2012, I like it, Cal doesn't. I will demand answers out of my partner. And then the Jets and the Giants, their season's hanging the balance. Football season's about to get real interesting. Thursday, there are three fantastic games, we'll talk about all of that. Cal and I are chomping at the bits of talk football, and then the Islanders are 18 games into the season, and it's over. I will try to talk Cal down off the ledge, and then we'll do the RTU fun mode, we'll talk about Thanksgiving and football and how they're linked. So, welcome to episode number 1136, live, it is Tuesday night. It is November the twenty second. It is two thousand eleven. It's nine thirty p.m. It is time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Hello there. Welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York sports talk show and podcast. At the same time, we are live. For episode number 1136, much to talk about. We are being produced tonight. Live from Freehold by the Bishop Pop Culture PJ. He'll be joining us in just a minute. And uh, he's already... Doctor uh, Rerace Test is unavailable. He's already been drinking. And he's already tickling the studio on Blog Talk Radio here at blogtalkradio.com. So let's get this party started. Wow, I can't I can't pull that off anymore. I couldn't pull that off in nineteen eighty nine, let alone today. Let's get this party started. Okay, hip hop. Uh let me bring in, let me bring in my partner as he sits here waiting patiently to come on stage. Let's welcome him to the stage. Uh this guy's one of the best musicians around. He's not even supposed to be here tonight. Uh my partner in crime, my partner in crime, Mr. Brian, Calneva, Calpino, Caliente. Cal you're on, Brian Calvey. Hey Steve. Hello. Quite a, quite an introduction. Thank you. You're you're quite welcome. You've earned it. I don't think I deserve that. You are breathing heavily again, Brian. Have you just run here? Oh boy. It's uh you know, it's been a long it's been a long day. You know it's, it's the holiday season, you know, everybody's hustling and bustling and you know, getting ready for the big day on Thursday. I'm out of breath. I'm sorry. I'll that's try to. Okay. Uh, don't be sorry. I love it. I love it. It means you're excited. I'm going to try to put a cap on that. <laughs> it means you're bustling. How did bustling get in with the hustling? Well, it rhymes. That's it. That's all you got for me. I think, I think that's, you know, that's the extent of it. Hmm. I wonder if bustle is an official word. It's got to be. If, it, if it's not, it, 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 it is now once they coupled it with hustle. So you're saying, can you say bustle with that? Well, you yeah, definitely, no, it's definitely a word. What am I saying? Boy, if only our producer had a degree in literature, that would be something. I mean, if only we had a guy, we used to have a guy who was great at clarifications of stats and stuff like that, Cal. And, and medical terminology. And medical terminology as well. Like if you had a problem with your prostate during the show, we had a guy for that, right? right. And you needed, to, you needed statistics on the prostate correct we had that at our fingertips we had prostates at our fingertips cal we did not literally obviously figured it. no 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 correct
1: right. also well, it usually now, refers to a sort of uh, framework generically whether it be uh, in farming or in uh, you know women's dresses the bustle is kind of what So called.
2: Thank you, uh the, our producer, the Bishop of Pop Culture PJ the Pooh. My question would then be, Peege, if there is a bustle in your hedgerow, don't be a lawn man. Uh what does that mean?
1: Uh if your garden's put together all wrong.
2: Wow! <laughs> tonight on Ready to Unload, we decipher the lyrics to stairway to heaven. <laughs> The mystery is answered after 31 years, or 41 years, whatever it is.
1: Everybody knows. Wow. This, you know, those lyrics were just a one-off, and they stuck because they were catchy.
2: Right. So basically, Robert Robert Plant had no idea what he was saying. He was quite stoned at the time, no doubt.
1: I think your brother calls it word sept.
2: What did he call it?
1: Word, word salad.
2: Word salad. I like that. Yeah. Did he did he John Wayne it as well, my brother, at the time?
0: <laughs> I can't say.
2: Cal, there's a great thing with uh you know, Scott and P J used to do a lot of theater and stuff up at Binghamton. Right uh, back in the day. My this is my brother Scott. Um and uh my brother's a very good actor. You know that because you went, Yes. You went to high school with him. Right. And um and uh, so Scott, you know, PJ would be directing something and Scott would like approach a scene and, and PJ would be like, well, how are you going to, you know, how are you going to do this scene? How are you going to play the scene? And my brother would go, ah, don't worry about it, I'll John Wayne it. <laughs> and nobody knew what that meant. <laughs> like nobody, it wasn't necessarily like he would act like John Wayne. He would just right. sort of John, and somehow that was like a description that was accepted by PJ. PJ's, oh, okay, he's, don't worry about it, everybody. He's going to John Wayne it fine. Don't worry about it. I'm sure it would be, pr- be fine. And it probably fit, too. <laughs> right. well, Whatever it meant, it fit. Once he was doing it, it during... It, no,
1: D- I'll I tell you what it means. What, 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 what it means is uh, a little bit of confidence that you trust and a little bit of swagger, which makes up for what you don't know.
2: So you could actually say nowadays like if Scott was approaching that scene, he'd be like, I'll just Rex Ryan it. Sorry. <laughs> well, well, there's th- no bluster involved. There's no bluster. That's true. Now, if right. you're going for for confidence uh, and, and and brashness and bluster, then you'd Rex Ryan it. Otherwise, you'd John Wayne it.
1: I think you got it.
2: <laughs> all I know, all I know is when he said that, how you didn't say you're so full of your eyes are brown is beyond me, because he was completely because full of crap. He was
1: the one guy who wouldn't call me on the fact that I wasn't actually a director.
2: That's a good point. That's an excellent point.
1: I talked my way into that job.
2: That's, that's an excellent point. PJ used to give directions out like get PJ give directions out like be uh, be be more like Ziggy. Can you be more like Ziggy in this scene? Can you, be, you know Ziggy the comic Ziggy comic strip. That's right. Be more like Ziggy. I,
1: I invented the phrase that didn't suck. <laughs>
2: Way to fill your actors with confidence. That's magnificent. True story. Yeah. I I know it's a true story. I was in a band with you for 10 years. (laughs) Hey, look,
1: I'm still waiting for your A-game. What can I say?
2: (laughs) And there it is. All right. (laughs) Zing, zing, zoom, zoom, zoom. I did not think that would take off. Um, Peach, thank you for the clarification on John Waning it and also for the clarification on Bustle. Uh, And we'll... Will uh, will you... uh, Come back and talk to us in a bit because we're going to talk about football and Thanksgiving. Two things that are good. I want you to have a
1: good night. I want you to have a good show and uh, no swearing.
2: Okay. F yeah. Um, so, Cal, let's get right to the big unload. Uh, and then we'll talk later about your week and your Thanksgiving and the girls and the kids. And this is Wesley's first Thanksgiving, man. That's right. This is, this would be the last of the holidays that he is experiencing for the first time. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, and uh, he, you know, he'll be able to eat turkey and, and all that jazz. He likes the drumstick, doesn't he? He does like the drumstick. He, you know, he likes to uh, he likes to take the drumstick and go Henry VIII style. Nice. <laughs> and just lord over Teresa. <laughs> just sit there in his high chair and demand more snacks while holding the drumstick. Why is he wearing a bejeweled robe also? Don't know. Don't know. His grandparents really spoil him. Okay, it, it works, though. We were not happy about that when that one showed up in the mail. <laughs> like, really? A crown and a bejeweled robe? Really? Why are you putting ruby rings on his fingers? What do you... <laughs> Why is... More Cheerios! More milk! More, yep. <laughs> more backyardigans! Play it again! You have to watch when he wields his scepter, too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I thought, again, a gratuitous gift for an 11-month-old. Hey. Well, now he has a, he has a reason to use them all for Thanksgiving. Correct. Uh So the big unload tonight, the first thing that we want to talk about with each other, is uh, it came down today that the Major League Baseball playoffs are going to expand next year. They were talking about 2013, Cal. No, no. Next year, now, now it's happening. And the reset, exactly, it's time for this week in baseball. Um, And the reason we wanted to talk about it, I decided today when I was writing up the trailer for today's show that you didn't like this. Let me read read what I wrote on Block Talk Radio. The expansion of the Major League Baseball playoffs in 2012. Sam Pete likes it, Cal does not First of all, I hate writing about myself in the third person. By the way, it's very difficult to go Ricky Henderson when you're writing these things. But I'm trying to uh, to promote the show, Brian. If only we had someone that was a good writer that writes for us. <laughs> if only we had somebody who had a degree in literature, um, <laughs> and again, and knew what bustle meant, uh, and knew it applied to ladies' undergarments. See, I was I, we were going well. Through- we were going hustle and bustle. He was yeah. the structure of a uh a lady's undergarment. That was an unexpected angle that I, mean, I wasn't uh did not prepared for. <laughs> yeah. Uh I wrote the expansion playoffs, Sam Pete likes it, Cal doesn't, Sam Pete demands answers. Well, I don't want to be accused of falsely advertising this radio program. So uh do you like it? <laughs> or did I make that up? Well, it depends. Should we say what it is first? Because I have questions about what it actually is. Well, I well, what I want to do, if you'll allow me. Uh, you're allowed to do anything. Now, listen. The playoffs are just a small part of what was announced today. The new collective bargaining agreement passed between the players and the owners for the next five years. And there are a lot of key points to this agreement that I, I want to go over point by point with you, because they're all very interesting. Some things I didn't even know, and I'll bet you, you didn't even know. All right, let's get, we'll, we'll, let's get the playoffs thing out of the way. and then- well, that, that happens to be the, the, the beginning of the, of the key points, because those are, those are the popular ones. That's the big ones. That's at the top, then. Top of the list. Now, to answer your question, please, you want to know how I feel about the playoffs. I want, want answers. You want my honest opinion or did you order the code red? Well, listen, do you want my honest opinion <laughs> or are we trying to create controversy to boost ratings? What do you think the answer to that question is? But then I hate it. <laughs> I don't I'm I'm not in it for ratings, Brad. act of a communist regime. Wow, I did that you went a little far there. We didn't have to go. Bring it back. Too much. Yeah, you don't have to, we need to to direct you on that one. Listen, it sweeps. I, I got to go big. Uh, November sweeps. You John Wayne did it right back. there. Do, 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 yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're up against kidnappings. I know. Yeah, <laughs> we, we are really. Tr- intrigue and murder. Exactly. I had to go big. You You did go big. You went like Mussolini, though. It was a little too big. All right. Uh, No, on the truth, do you like it? The expansion, they're going to add a wild card next year, so there will be two wild card teams, three division winners, and the wild card, two wild card teams will play each other in a one-game playoff. Ooh. Uh, And and that team will play, will they reseed, Cal? This was my big question. No. So one plays four, two plays three, regardless of record. Uh, One will play four, two will play three. See, I don't like that. Well, well, it would be rec- it would be by record. No, it wouldn't, because one of those teams is a wild. The wild card could have a better record than one of the division winners. Um, but the but the three division winners are the ones that that get the buy. No, no, I understand that. Okay, so you know what I mean. So, you have, so the it, wa- it, you have the wild card, the two wild cards, right? Right. There's two wild card teams that are going to play each other in a one game playoff. Right. The winner. Becomes the wild card club for their league. Okay? Right. They will then play the team with the best record in the league, the number one seed, essentially. Right. But that wild card team could be better than the other two division ones. Could have the second or third best record in the league. But they will not reseed. I don't like that. That's what I'm saying. I like well, everything about that except this. Well, I like that, and the other thing that I like about it is that they've eliminated the rule where you can't play a team in your own division in the first round. That I like. So the wild card could come from, you know, for argument's sake, the American League East, and could play the winner of the American League East in the first round. Absolutely, which couldn't happen in the past. Right. So I like I, that, I, I, but I don't like the. I don't. They should recede. But, well, 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 but do it like the NBA does it, Bry. You don't have to necessarily recede. But the better record team gets home field advantage, but see that's but that's where the whole um the whole point of winning the division is so that you can get home field advantage. No, see, I think the whole point of winning the division is you get in the playoffs. you don't have to play the wild card playing game. There's your advantage. I mean there's there's your impetus to win the division, right because they wanted to create that. They had the situation where every year the Yankees and the Red Sox and in, in recent years the devil Rays as well, devil Rays. I'll be all right. Rays, boy, how much is that going to cost me? It's like six years later. <laughs> how much is that in the kangaroo court to call them still like, the devil Rays? Six years 6, after six? The Yeah. Here's a, here's a check for $5,000, Brian. Um, we are going to have some pizza party at the end of the year with the money in the, in the kangaroo court. Um, so, but the Rays in recent years as well, all in the American League East, and they couldn't play each other. Right. So the, but, but, they, but they were guaranteed to be in the playoffs. So there was no impetus to win the division. The Yankees are resting guys down the stretch or whatever for the last se- series of the season. They don't care. You know what I mean? And then supposedly in recent years, they've been like, oh, no, we want to win the American League East. There's something to it. Nonsense. They didn't care. As long as they in it matters. It matters. Yeah, right. As long as they're in the playoffs, they're in the playoffs. But I don't like that idea that they should receive based on record. They disagree. You're Why? I disagree. I'll tell you why. Because... In your in your scenario, the two wild the two wild card teams would wind up with a better record than a division winner. So a third place team could have a could have a better record than another division winner. Not necessarily. For argument's sake, the three division winners: Yankees in the East, White Sox in the Central, Rangers in the West. Okay. All right, sir. Okay, now your two wild cards, Red Sox and Devil Rays. Oh, wow. Woohoo! Pizza party! Man, what time is The Sopranos on tonight? The end end of the year. I can't can't wait to watch Friends. Yes. (laughs) Oh, boy. It's six years ago, everybody. I I can't believe that. I'm considerably thinner. Let me just throw that up there. I'm still reeling from the uh, the NLCS. Yes, that's right. Yeah, let's go back six years when the Mets lost. And uh, funny. No, so listen. So so let's say the Red Sox and the Rays are the wild cards. Okay, but they could both have better records than the White Sox. So wait, three team You're telling me three teams out of the AL East are going to be the. No, the two wild card teams could be out of the AL East. Right. Okay. Right. The third team could have the could have a better record. Than the winner of the AL Central, for argument's okay. sake, but they still have to win that playoff playing game, right? So if they win the play on, so the winner of the so the winner of the wild card playoff game at that point, yeah, would then have home field advantage,
0: yeah,
2: ah. reseed. That's a, it's a wild. You're a wild card, but you're only a wild card because of the division you're in. Yeah, but you deserve. I believe you deserve to. Have an advantage by winning the the division. I mean, that's a that's a 162 game accomplishment to win the division. Right, but, it, but season. you know, but you understand though that you don't have to understand anything. But my understanding though is that's geographic. If you're in the if you're in the AL East and the Yankees win 98 games and you win 95, okay, and the, and the AL West team won 90. If you are in the AL West, you would you would've won the division. That's true. So that's saying, the, like, that's you, a fair you, point. Your, your wins are geographic. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here. I think we just have differing I opinions. I agree. That's true. I, yeah, I don't think there is a right or wrong answer. And you know what, Cal? To be honest with you, as opposed to lying to you, like I do to children,
0: <laughs>
2: to be to, or be honest to everybody with that, you. that read tonight's description, correct. You, <laughs> Jason, you don't lie to me. You lie to girls. Um, a little back to school for you there. I'm trying to think of the Arrested Development line, too. There's a really good one. Oh, no, I'm thinking of a different Job line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a trick, Michael. A trick is what is what a whore does for money. And then he <laughs> turns around and sees the little kids, like, right next to him. Or candy. <laughs> Actually, in the pilot cow uh, of Arrested Development with that joke, right? He, turn, he says it – says, the trick is what a whore does for money, and Michael indicates the children that are standing around him, and Joe takes in the children. And he goes, or drugs, <laughs> and, they, and they cut it, and in the pilot, they went with, uh, or candy. Candy, yeah. Both lines are tremendous. Um, but in, in either case, I could be uh, swung out sister to the other side. I could. Okay. I, c- I could not be. You can't you can't up no. with me on this. No, not 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 in that not in in the first round like that. I can't. But it's not a it's not even a recede. It's just well, it kind of is. It's only if that team has a better record. The, which hence the receding, <laughs> No. <laughs> right? Other, no, but if they didn't have a better record, they would they would be at the 4. Right, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess that's that's the receding. <laughs> because, because in your in 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 your world, how you're proposing this? Wow, in my you, world? Oh, well, not in your in in. <laughs> um, I understand in my in, in my thinking. Yeah, in yes, where you're coming from. You would essentially seed all teams right from the start, right from the get-go, as they say. So you would take the top, the the, the three division winners, the two wild card teams, five records, put it in, in numerical order, right? No, no, I would not. Wouldn't. I would reseed after the wild card playing game. Okay. If reseeding is necessary. The two wild card teams still play each other. Okay, they're a four and a five until such a time as they play each other and there's a winner. Okay, so, so that's, that's essentially that's... like the first round. Exactly. So let's say in your hypothetical, it's the Rays and the Sox, the Red Sox, the Sox. All right, and the and the Rays win. Okay, mm-hmm. so the Rays have won the wild card. The Red Sox are out, and the four teams now are the Yankees the white Sox, the rangers, and the rays. At that point you then see them by record. Then I'll see them by record, yeah. Because the the division winners have already gotten their bye to the next round. So, but it's a it's a one game bye. Still, they don't have to play a play-in game. I mean, they've gotten an advantage. You know, now it should be by record because it is a 162 game season. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't it doesn't sound like Major League Baseball listening to us. No. I, well I see your I see your point. I disagree. I couldn't be swayed to the other side, but I but I certainly respect your opinion and, and I get where you're coming from. Somebody said the other day, uh, thank you, and likewise. I I I, I don't feel tremendously strongly about it. Okay. Um I I think it would be smart if they receded. But again, football doesn't. Baseball doesn't. The only ones who really do that are basketball, right, and hockey. And hockey recedes after the first round, right? Because yeah, because it has to do because there's so many teams, right? So basketball does that, and hockey does that. But after the first round, they recede after the first round. Well, yeah, obviously, because you have to seed them initially for the first round, right? One through eight, and then the winners, obviously, they kind of recede. Right. Somebody tweeted the other day about it was like Voltaire's birthday or something. And they were wondering how Voltaire would feel if that was, like, the one thing he was remembered for, you know, uh, is that one quote that everybody butchers. So it gets butchered so often. And the tweet was, like, he probably would hate that that's the one quote he is remembered for, but he would fight to the death for your right to say it. <laughs> Good. Uh, so, okay, so that's a big change, obviously. And that stuck next year. Next year. Yeah. So, you know, the Mets now can finish five games out of that. 8 can't eight, wait that. <laughs> It has huge implications, though, Cal. This is something that nobody's talked about, or at least I didn't see anybody talk about, uh-huh. for the, the trading deadline. Yeah, because you'll, you'll have more teams that are that are viable contenders for a playoff spot. For that second when, spot, they got to yeah. move the trade deadline. So I got to move Keith, it. I did see Keith Law talking about this uh, when this this two wildcard teams thing was proposed, Cal. And I uh-huh. did see Keith Law talking about you got to move it to August fifteenth. At least, at least, because how you you're going to have so many teams that still have a shot at that second wild card? Yeah. That how are you going to rebuild? How are you going to trade off? You know, when are there going to be sellers and buyers and stuff like that? A team may be able to hang around for a little longer. You got to move that deadline. The, the current deadline is obviously July 31st, right? So you the, the non the non waiver deadline, right? Right, which is you know, I mean, you can get a, a player through waivers or whatever, but. You gotta change the non waiver deadline to at least August fifteenth, Cal. They gotta think about that. I'm gonna yes. write a letter. I'm gonna write a letter. Strongly worded. It's a good idea. Dear Bud Seelig. Should I put the bud in in quotations? <laughs> what's his what's his first name again? Isn't it isn't it isn't it Alan? Alan. That's right. Alan Bud Seelig. I want to say it's Alan H. Bud Sealig Is that right? Could be. If only we had a guy, hmm. you know, who would be... Able I could look that up. Go online and look that up during the show. You know, and, and come on and be funny about it and like be like witty and maybe right. make a little joke or something. You know, yeah. it's a sin. It's a sin. Well, you know what? We've been short on payroll for the last couple of <laughs> weeks. correct. So. That's correct. You know? Nobody... <laughs> As we said last week, nobody's gone into his office. The plastic's still on the chair in Dr. Erast's office. Yeah. Uh you know, there's dust bunnies. Um by the way, you are absolutely right. Alan H. Bud to the air quotes again. There you go. Okay. I to write a letter. Now, here's the million dollar question, Steve. I hope I win. What does the H stand for? Heyman. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you'll ever get it. But Horn- we, could spend, we could spend at least twenty minutes on it. Hornswoggle. No. No. The chances of Hornswoggle weren't really great, right? That doesn't really go with uh, with with Seelig. <laughs> Horatio. No. no. Herschel. No. Jaime. No. What do you got? It's Huber. Q, hu, I'm sorry? Huber. Spell that, please. Huber. H-U-B-E-R? Yes. Like Mike Huber? Like Mike Huber. Like our buddy Mike Huber, our NCAA guy, Mike Huber? Right. You Or you may know it as Yuba. <laughs> I-U-B-A. Yuba. My, Mike Huber. Uh, yes, that's right. If you're talking about him in certain circles in New York, he's Mike Huber. My Cuba. His middle name is Huber? I can't wait to talk to Hubie about this. Alan? And can we start calling him Hubie? Hubie Selig? How did he get the nickname Bud when his middle name is so ripe to be a nickname? <laughs> <laughs> Alan Huber Bud. Right, but, but how is he not Hubie Selig? I don't know. How would he not? Oh, this is uh, an opportunity. Trying to see if, if maybe I can if I can see why he was called Bud. Where do you get Bud from? Now oh, who knows. Look, I, if we're talking about Celic and we're going to take the show in that direction for a couple of seconds, sure. Okay, on this on this program on our little program, I decided that I was not buying any Met paraphernalia for the coming year. You and PJ gave me till Memorial Day, right? I said I would not only buy Met uh, merchandise, but I would go to a game by Memorial Day. So I got to make it through Memorial Day without purchasing any met, uh, merchandise or going to a game because I'm not giving any money to the Wilpons. Well, two articles that came out in the, in the last week since we've been on. One of them suggests that if the Mets don't sell these uh, 10, $20 million um, uh, I- I stakes of interest in the team, Cal, that Seelig is going to let them go another $140 million in debt. As a team, okay, what has to happen for Major League Baseball to take this team away from the Wilpons? I don't think it's ever going to happen. Are the pictures of Seelig with a goat? Are they with the farm animal? They are very close. The Wilpon family is very close with the Seeligs. Very close. Bud Seelig and Fred Wilpon are, are, are... I mean, they're, they're very close. Peace in the pod, yeah. They're all cozy. That's great. And meanwhile, my team gets run into the ground. McWalter's had an idea, Cal. You ready? Yeah. Occupy Willpoms. <laughs> I like that. hmm Occupy City Field. Occupy Willpoms. Forget about Occupy Wall Street. We're going to Occupy Willpoms. Okay. Right? We want our team back. We are the 99% of Mets fans. They are the 1% of ownership. We like that. team best. That's good occupy Ponds. we're doing it I might you want to hear that guy on seven line and see if he'll make t-shirts occupy Ponds. i'm I'm sure we could get some people on board with that i'm sure we'll we'll talk to our our buddies patrick flood by the way i figured out when i want to have flood on cal the day that ray assigns we gotta have flood on the day that ray assigns Mm -hmm. okay We'll have Patrick on, Patrick Flood, at, uh, who writes at SNY.TV, Patrick Flood blog. Now, this uh, way here will be very raw. That's right. It's going to be a very emotional, uh, very special Moesha that night. because that, that one's going to air at 11 o'clock, and, and PJ is going to be leaning on the bleep button. And parental discretion will be advised. Yeah, that one. <laughs> That's right. Talk to your kids before you let them listen to this one. Oh, boy. Yeah, we may have to send letters home. With the kids from school, yeah, and and have their parents sign them before they're allowed to listen to it. Do you remember? Okay, before we get back into this MLB collective bargaining stuff, yeah, because I got some good stuff here. I'm gonna throw one at you though, Cal. Speaking of, do you remember the first time? I remember this so vividly. Being sent home with a note to our parents that they had that was warning us about programming to talk to your kids about it, and uh, I don't think it was a signed situation, like you had to sign it if you were going to be allowed to watch it, because it wasn't in school. It was on at night. It was oh. a, a mini series special. We were young. That's, that's different, because I remember the first time I was sent home with a permission slip, it was for El Norte. El Norte? Well, of course. Right. It's Mr. Giannini's class. Yeah. El Norte. He he showed. Uh, we were in what seventh, eighth grade? Se- it would have been seventh grade, yeah. Seventh grade Spanish. Well, we were in that class because I yes. I had Giannini too, and he sent home a permission slip for us to be able to watch El Norte in right. class. No, but I'm talking about we were young. I bet you <laughs> this is actual programming. I bet you PJ knows what I'm talking about. It was a a TV movie, and they I'll, sent I'll home. T-
1: the- I'll tell you the one, the one that I had if you want me to.
2: I, I, absolutely.
1: It, the 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 one where we got parental notification and speak yep. to your kids first was for uh, the day after.
2: That's it. That's it. Yep. I remember that. You nailed it. Yep. You nailed it, Peach. It was going to be
1: too intense, man. Too intense. Yep. Jason Robards was going to bring
2: it. Was, was it eighty? Was that eighty three? That feels right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was in maybe we were in maybe third grade. And I, re- I sort of remember Scott getting sent home with it more than, than me and you, Cal, at that time. Uh-huh. But, but I remember it going home to the parents, and it was a note that said, if you watch this, you know, if your children watch this, explain what nuclear war is, and you know the nuclear holocaust, and blah, 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 blah. It was like a big deal. I remember that. Good call, Peach. I figured you might get that one.
1: Well, it was because it was supposed to be so realistic. Right. They're, they were pulling no punches. And yes, that was 1983.
2: Very good. Nice call, Cal. Ooh, Doctor. 83. You know what? You can take ten dollars back out of the Kangaroo Corps for that one. For your double for your race comment. <laughs> you get ten dollars back. You know, I wish they would have warned our parents about the very special episode of Different Strokes. Because <laughs> I was not prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. Dudley, Mister, and uh, what was that? Was uh, the main? Gordon May- Jump. Gordon yes. Of course. Uh, yeah, no one was prepared for that. But no. uh, but but what I will tell you is it's scary. Of course, Jesus he says. Out. Of you course. It strange... was
1: Gordon Jump. Of course. Who, uh, who else do you cast for a child molester? <laughs> it <was> Gordon Jump.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, at least in the early 80s, it was Gordon Jump. Yeah. Well, he he had the market. <laughs> now it's Steve Buscemi. Right. He had the market cornered there. Right. There was no heads up on that episode, though. You're absolutely right. That was an ambush. I that scared the hell out of me. When I <laughs> get the crap out of me. What the? I never walked past a bicycle shop the same, same way again.' I'll tell you, that why much. why is that boy taking his shirt off? Why is dudley taking and and Arnold just leaves Dudley out to dry? Well, he was going to get help. Oh, I don't think so. I think Arnold went to go play that video game that he was playing Man,
1: <laughs> Do that.
2: yeah, exactly it all it all comes, but no, we're not talking about that creep tonight. I're not talking about it. Enough. Uh, good call with the uh, the day after, Peach. Uh, That's exactly where I was going. So when we have flood on, Peach, can you work on uh, a little something to send home to the parents that that ready to unload might not be suitable for children's ears that night.
1: Salty language. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'll write something
1: exactly.
2: it up. It's, thank you. Have that on my desk by uh, tomorrow. Done. I'll also need a sandwich. Um, what else is? <laughs> Why don't you go get me a sandwich and pay? Uh-huh. <laughs> the best best producer in the business. What else is on this uh, collective bargaining agreement thing, Cal? Because I want to talk about football too. All right, collective bargaining agreement. Uh, this will be uh, a five-year deal. It's, it's equal to the longest in history. Five years. And here's a weird thing, and I, I would not have realized this, but by the end of this collective bargaining agreement in 2016, There will have not been a work stoppage in 22 years. Okay? That's the longest period of time in baseball history that there is no work stoppage. Really? Yep. Yep.
0: Wow.
2: Think about it from our perspective. 94, we had the strike. Yeah. There was a two-game work stoppage in 87.
0: Right.
2: There was the strike of 81. 81, right. Before that, it's before our time but i believe 72 or 71 there was a strike yeah so i mean so it it plays out every 10 years or so right well that's it's, tremendous that they were able to get it done. Strike. uh yeah, so that's good news and there's a lot of money you know uh, to be had here i know there were there was a lot of talk out and uh, did they come in on uh small market teams revenue sharing how much was there a ceiling or a floor uh, put as far as how much needs to be spent yeah, there's all kinds of stuff like that. Let me—I'm going to go down point by point and get your comments on it. Okay. Okay. The first one is the Astros are going to move to the American League West in 2013. Right. And not make, not this coming year, but the following year. And so there'll be like 65 million dollars to do it. Kind a now. lot of money to do it. Yeah. Well, it was there. They it, yeah. it was a discount on the sale price. Right. That's right. <laughs> it was like it was like a Black Friday sale. <laughs> Look, we'd love for you to buy the Astros. Okay. And I will tell you what. <laughs> If you buy now, if you order now, and you move to the American League, I know you got to pay a DH and everything, if you moved $65 million off the top. I cannot go up any higher. Um, all I'm, I'm thinking of a number, and he slides it across the desk. <laughs> all I know is I was reading my Sunday papers, and in the TJ Maxx flyer, it's a big doorbuster sale. <laughs> Houston Astros, limited quantities. <laughs> But you had to get there before eight. <laughs> you had to get there before eight, and and you had to move to the American League, and you had to move to the American League. Right. So what that will do is it will create two league, uh, two leagues of fifteen teams. So you'll have a balanced six divisions, five teams in each division. Right. And now it will be interleague play all season long. Hate it. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with it because I think the whole interleague fad has worn off. So you might as well just. At it across the board. Every day there's going to be an interleague game. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But, but, but what it will what it will result in are completely balanced schedules, which I don't like that. Yeah, what was wrong with playing in your division 18 times? I mean, and we say this as Mets fans who are getting clubbed about the head. Right. With the Phillies and then the Braves and the, you know now the Marlins and blah 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 blah. And I still say that as a, I I like playing the making times. You can make up ground, right? Not that it's happened. So does that mean you play everybody? I'm sorry, Cal. Does that mean you'll play everybody in your division like 15 times or something? Uh, like yeah, I mean you're stu- you're still going to play the lion's share of your games against your division and your league, right? But it will be balanced now, and you'll have to you'll have to play teams in the other league. I I hope they do away with the rivalry nonsense. I hope it just becomes a rotating. Yeah. You know, Well, that's been silly, unfair for the Mets for years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Another another interesting point. Teams will be allowed to expand their rosters to 26 players for designated regular or split doubleheaders. You are allowed to add a player for a doubleheader. I like that. Interesting. Uh, The type A and type B free agents, and this is just completely wacky to me, they're going to eliminate that. Good because who's to say? I, I've never understood the designation. Here's how. Here's how it, it's going to be strictly based on salary now. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay, teams will receive compensation for losing a free agent only if they offer, and the player rejects a guaranteed one-year contract equal to the average salary of the league's 125 highest players. Kinky. Oh, <laughs> they went. They went football on it. Yeah. They went like uh what do you call it? They went um protected player, what do you call it? Uh franchise. franchise. <clears throat> they went franchise player on it. Where right. if you make him the franchise player, you have to give him the average of the top five at that position uh for that year if you get the franchise tag. Right. Uh so they did something, oh I like that. And then and then if you lose a player, so let's for argument's sake, Reyes, Jose Reyes, I'm familiar with his work. In this in this particular situation, if the Mets lost Jose Reyes, they would just receive When? They would just receive <laughs> they would just receive the sandwich pick. Sandwich. So you don't get the other teams you don't get the other team's first round pick anymore. But that team forfeits their own first round pick. It just you don't just you don't get it from them. Yeah. If 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 he signs with the Red Sox tomorrow and they have the twenty seven pick, right. under the old system, the Mets would get their twenty seven pick. Right under the new system, they get a sandwich pick, and the Red Sox lose their pick. A nice mutton lettuce and tomato. When the when the mutton is nice and lean and the tomatoes are nice and perky, nice uh, and thin, nice and thin, and the uh, and the Red Sox just lose that pick. Right now, further moves away. They've, they've reduced – now. right now, if you're in the top 15, you can't lose your first-round pick. That was protected. They changed that to the top 10. I like that, too. Okay. I like what you've done here. Uh, minimum major league salary will increase a little bit. Thank goodness, because these currently are struggling. Yeah. Currently, uh, it's a poverty cry, $414,000 a year for these poor How do you get souls. by? How do you get by? I don't know. By 2014, it will go up to five hundred thousand dollars. Half a million dollars for the twenty-sixth guy on the roster. Five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, conversely, do you know what the ma- the minimum major league salary is right now? The minimum a minor league salary. I'm sorry. No, I don't. Sixty-seven three. Oof. So if you get if you get promoted to the major leagues, you go from sixty-seven three to four hundred fourteen thousand dollars. That's nice. A little incentive to—that's nice. Work down there. That's nice. That's a little bit of a bump. And and let me let me top that off for you. You're a major league baseball player. <laughs> so not only do you get the big price increase, but you're also a major league baseball player. Something you've dreamed about doing since you were four years old. Here's a good one. Small market and low revenue teams will have the. advice like the Mets. Like the Mets, right? Well, well, yes, like the Mets. They're a low-revenue team. They're not a small market. But New, they're a low-revenue, like the New York Mets. Will have the ability to obtain additional supplemental round draft picks through an annual competitive balance lottery. Great! I feel like that. So we we got a shot. Nikki, hi! Great. <laughs> we do that live from Swingers all the time. Anytime something's like sarcastically great. It's that when uh you know swingers when he's leaving the uh, speaking of taking us back fifteen years oh god And he's uh he's leaving the messages and he keeps leaving the messages yes. and he like breaks up with her machine and then and then she finally picks up and he's like Nikki hi great <laughs> have you uh have you been there the whole time or are you monitoring or don't ever call here again Mike great great so the Mets will get supplemental picks because they suck. Exactly, they, have, they make no money. And because I'm not giving them any money. That's right, because they of you. Small, small so, small things. Yeah, that's true. If, if we get more people like you, we could, we could affect the bottom line to the point where we might get another pick in a lottery. That's right. Another Brandon Nimmo, perhaps. All right, just a couple more. Fifteen teams in the largest markets will be disqualified from receiving revenue sharing by 2016. You're out. Good day, sir. So you get nothing. So you might, so we might not be making money as the Mets, but because we're in, we're in the largest market, <laughs> we will receive no revenue sharing by 2016. Right. Nothing. Which you know the Wilpons were like. Really? Are you sure about now, that? Now we're really broke. <laughs> we could use some of those Yankee dollars. Beginning next spring. Yes. All players will be subject to HGH blood testing for reasonable cause at any time during the year. All players will be tested during spring training and will be subject to random, unannounced testing beginning next off season. Okay. Question. It's a big deal. Right. What is reasonable cause? Is that Jose Bautista hitting forty home runs in the first half? Um, could be. Really? Could be. I don't. I mean, it's four quotes, air quotes. They listed as for reasonable cause. Boy, you you could have a lawyer have a field day with that. So now everybody is going to get – everybody's going to get tested in spring training, though. Okay. But you can test in season for quote-unquote reasonable cause. Right. So if you're tearing it up and, you know, right. for what you're doing between the lines, boy, I can't believe that. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that the Players Union agreed to that. Civil rights attorney's going to have a field day with that. He could. He could. Oh, I mean, come on now. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. They pull Jose Bautista out when he hit forty home runs at the break and be like, "Sorry, buddy, you're playing too well. We're going to HGH test you." And there's no chance they can't do that. Well, it's it's in the it's in the CBA. It's in the CBA, but that'd be you know that would be litigated. I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure if the if the players union collectively bargained that item, that they worked out some sort of yeah, agreement. Exactly. You know. Um, all right, last two things. Barring injury, I love this one. Barring injury, players selected to the All-Star game will be required to participate. Ah, oh, look at that. So no more of this getting voted into the team and then ah, oh, I got an ankle injury, I can't go. I need a long. I need you know, Derek Jeter. Yeah. Oh, I, I need to rest. You know, I'm tired. You know all. Yeah, all of the three thousand hit. Hoopla, making all these Dodge commercials. It's exhausting. You know, but you know something about that Derek Jeter. He's driven. He's got an edge. Oh, he's got an edge. That's it. Was it Ford? Ford. Oh, my own! How many commercials do we I mean, really. Derek, we you get have, it.
1: You know he's got an edge. <laughs> Thank you, PJ. <Peter. laughs>
2: By the way, for for anybody who's listening to this outside of New York, and there are people who listen to this outside of New York, that was perfect. That it was absolutely spot on for the Derek Jeter Ford Edge commercial. Yep. Spot on. Not only are they ridiculously characterizing <laughs> you know, or car- caricaturing a New Yorker, uh-huh. but I got to see Jeter driving around in an Edge or a Mustang at, at all times. All the times. Edge. He's driving around in an Edge. He does a Mustang one too, doesn't he? I don't know. Oh, I, I've seen that Derek Jeter in a Mustang. You know which one I like? I like the Edge commercial where he's listening to the Jay Z song, "The Empire State," <laughs> and he's kind of like just bopping along. Like, wow, Derek Jeter really listens to that song he loves in his that. Edge. He loves that song. He's driving an Edge around Manhattan, listening to uh, "Empire State of Mind." Oh, and just real quick, talking about commercials, um, your buddy Matt Callan, Scratch Bomb, yes, yeah. hysterical. He's great. Tweets great things. He he Tremendous. brought up he brought up the fact. That um, the 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 new Lexus holiday commercials are out. Yes. Right. Could yeah. could could they be any more? I think I. Can I say the word? D, like D bag. You could say. Douchier. Yeah, you could say that. Could they be any more douchier? They <laughs> cannot. <laughs> I mean, there's one commercial where the family is playing Guitar Hero. if you want to go back six years. But this is a 2011 commercial. The family is playing Guitar Hero. Yeah. And the song that comes up on the screen is the jingle for Lexus. That's right. So they're all playing Guitar Hero, and the mom starts playing, playing the song on, on the guitar, and then realizes, wait a minute, I know that song. And then the rest of the family just kind of sits there and grins like, aha, guess what's coming? Aha. And then she realizes that there's a Lexus outside her door with a bow on it. With a big, big, huge bow on it. Right. Guitar hero. Nothing pretentious about that commercial at all. No. Then there's one with the couple in the elevator, and the Gosh. elevator music becomes uh, the Lexus theme. That's class warfare. It's just, I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. I thought I thought the old ones were bad enough, where you give somebody a mirror for Christmas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they look at the mirror, and behind them, it's what? It's a a, you brought me a Lexus. Nothing compares though to the uh, to the jewelry commercials, Cal. Nothing compares to the K commercials or the or the Jared commercials for the holidays. <sighs> that dri- you know why they drive me crazy, and this has been talked about by a million people, but I've been saying it for years. We've been saying it for years. The, the, there's, there's the one, remember, they're in, like, the Piazza in Italy or whatever, and uh, the guy's, like, acting like a jerk. Yeah, you know, like, he's sort of, like, acting like a fool, and the woman's completely, like, embarrassed, just com- like, I don't even know him. Like, I know that's my husband. Don't even know him. Like, he's and yelling he's- and the birds right. are flying away. Right, he's, I love this woman, that one. Right. And And then she's, like, trying to get away from him, like, to distance herself from this guy. And then he makes with the jewelry, yeah. and he's a super guy, and she's right back. Oh, you made an ass to yourself? Ah, that's okay. And everybody's just watching. You gave yeah. me diamonds. Old couples are hugging each other. <laughs> you go to Jared. <laughs> oh, man, I hate him. I hate the Jared commercial. My buddy Hutch did one. Did he? His is nice, though. I like his. <laughs> you hate them all. but that one. I hate them all except that one. Hutch has a very good one. His is like uh, he, he's uh, at the bedroom at the dresser. He's in his pajamas. He's a big red-headed guy. My buddy Hutch, you've seen it. They've been running it for like three or four straight Christmases. And uh, he has like the, the jewelry, and she's like, "What, honey, what are you doing? Like you hear her off screen. Uh-huh. And he's just got like the little smile as he puts the jewelry box in the top drawer of the dresser and like hides it in the kids' room. Uh-huh. And, you know, he gives like a little smile to the camera or whatever. It's a good one. All the other one? ones I hate. The other two, you know, two, you know, nothing like making you feel bad. That yeah, you, <laughs> you feel bad at the holidays. Wow. Uh, like, I got my wife a cookbook. Which, <laughs> but it was nice. It's close to Alexis. Hardcover. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wasn't one of those Food Network floppy ones. This was a legitimate, well-bound. Wasn't on the uh, the, the ten dollar book rack at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> Right. This wasn't uh Alton Brown's Good Eats for Thanksgiving. This was a good one. Right. <laughs> you know. Wasn't on the ten dollar book rack right next to Emerald's uh millennium <laughs> recipes. <laughs> uh, and Seinfeld Mad Libs. Right. Re- recipes yeah. for the Millennium. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, uh, I, gotta,
2: I gotta go buy a lexus to compete that's right what Lexus or diamond ring that's it and you can't act like an ass in a piazza unless you got a diamond ring in your pocket what oh, uh what do you got for the last one there yeah, the last one new players and then, will, and then i have a special surprise cal i can't wait mm-hmm. new players will not be permitted to use low density maple bats oh i saw this yeah this is kind of interesting this is this is to protect uh Protect the pitcher and to protect these bats from shattering. Yeah, because of the way they shatter. Yeah, uh, and by, I like that. yeah, that's a good one. And these these are new players, though. So existing players that are in the league can still use them. Right, the old low density, uh, the old uh, maples are, are grandfathered in. Yeah, but I, I I bet you see a lot of guys go away from those bats. Well, you know it's, it's it sounds funny, but they they will become extinct. They're gonna they're gonna start to die out. Right, and you can't use new ones. So. Although, well, wait a minute, can, can, an, can an existing player break a bat and then bring a new one in? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't mean like literally into the no, game, no, I but can, try, I can get what you're saying. Of course you <laughs> can, but right. no, you cannot use a bat for the rest of your bat. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, uh, I think you would be able to. I, think, I don't think it's in-game. Okay, and by 2013, all major leaguers will wear a new batting helmet developed by Rawlings that protects against pitchers pitches thrown at 100 miles an hour so the old the old great gazoo helmet that cervelli francisco cervelli wore and david right and right yeah oh is that going to be the helmet that's going to be the helmet really i have a feeling they're working on a on a on a new prototype to make it a little little, little more cool a little less great gazooey yeah a little less uh peanut head in a big <laughs> uh, big, big giant, giant helmet giant helmet so anyway those those were some of the some of the key points of the of the new CBA. I'm pretty excited. I like it, and and I think they're really good changes. And I also like the idea. Uh, again, just to go back to what we kicked off on with this, and that's the uh, the two, the extra playoff team. I like that. Look, it's there's 30 teams having 10 teams that have a ch- shot at the playoffs, and you're still only having eight in really. All yeah. you gave them is a wildcard game. But I have one last question for you, Cal. What if two teams finish tied? For the second wild card. Do they have a play-in to the play-in? Yeah, they would. They would, right? right? Yeah, because this, this one-game playoff is now a playoff game. It's not a play-in. Exactly. So you could have a play-in to the playoff. You could have the third and fourth place team have a play-in game to decide who gets to that one-game playoff. Right. And that exactly. would be game 163. Exactly. I love that exciting I think it's good I think you have to do it it. well listen Cal let's do this we were going to talk about the Thursday we were going to talk about the Thursday NFL games and how this Thursday it's like the best lineup on Thanksgiving ever in years and to do that Cal we have a very special guest let's bring him in it's been a year since we've talked to this guy it is not George Jetson. It is not Hannah. It is not Barbara. It is live from wherever in the world he might be. The Swami joins us, Cal. Wow. The Swami. Hello, Swam. Hello, guys. Welcome. Welcome. Hi, and, uh, Swami.
3: felicitations wow. from Washington, D.C.
2: Na- Our nation's we just- capital.
3: Well, they just disbanded the... Committee to uh, settle the budget, and now I have some free time, so I should get back to my uh, mundane chores of selecting some teams for the Thanksgiving uh, festivities. So did, probably, did you see in probably, another super committee? It, yeah, you didn't. You, you guys didn't know.
0: Did oh. not. I. I
3: thought. I thought everybody had the idea that they couldn't get anything done. The Republicans nor the Democrats without somebody coming in and trying to negotiate. Well, and the I, Swami I, had as much as much to do with the, the, as, as the political uh, people uh, who are supposed to be doing their job.
2: You <laughs> you can't have a super committee without the Swami Cal. You can, have a, you can have a committee without the Swami. You can't have a, but not a super committee. not
3: a super committee. And by the way, thank you guys for reminding the entire world that uh, they will not be using the low-density bat anymore.
2: No problem. we no, whole clear that up.
3: There's, whole, there's a whole industry now that used to grow ash trees. Now yeah. they'll probably have to just use them for ash trays, but uh, in favor ash. of the, uh, <laughs> maple. <you>
2: know. <laughs> Exactly. I, I know the world can sleep easy tonight, nice Cal and I at, have let them at low density bats.
3: Yes. It, it, <laughs> like, I, listened, I listened to your show, uh, and you were competing with the show that's on Channel 7 now called The Chew. I don't know what you guys would name what you were doing, uh, but I, I have some suggestions, but I won't go into it uh, over oh, the wow. air. Let's get right <laughs> down to the selection process.
2: Well, now wait now wait just one minute, Swam. Uh, I'm wait
3: waiting a minute. Wait a
2: second. We I've haven't talked to, to you. In, we haven't talked to you in a year. Let us savor this. Let us ah, let us saber, We, we want to savor the time with you before we get to Thursday's spate of games. They're excellent games this week. So, well, um, we haven't talked you
3: realize, to you in a year. You realize that my agent uh, was in negotiation with your people, and there was a slight difference of opinion about what was happening with this whole thing.
2: That may be him calling right there.
3: No, no. <laughs> Uh, that's probably the super committee trying to get back there. Uh, oh wow. It's
2: funny, it sounds, it's, wow, what's going on over there? It sounds remarkable to like this, this <laughs> is tough to like the Swami's has
3: <laughs> gone No, they got the security checking out packages and the dogs are kinda like uh, I I might have what? to I might have to leave because they the, the dog is hitting on a particular package.
2: Boy the well, security kind of Dulles is really tough.
3: <laughs> and then some
2: it sounds like a really big dog they got down there at Thomas Airport. It's
3: a really big package.
2: <laughs> uh, Swam, it's 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 fantastic to have you back. Have you been uh, before we get to the football? Real quick, do you like that uh, Major League Baseball added a an extra playoff team? No. You're a traditionalist.
3: Well, I can't tell you what I am, but I mean I can tell you don't like it. Okay, I mean, come on, enough is enough. You know, I mean like. Uh, now it's going kind of like to see all of the logistics that are involved in, in this kind of move uh, is probably just B and for the average guy. But there's all sorts of things that have to occur. You know, I mean, like if it isn't, you know, what, what's the expression these days? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. I mean, like bad enough as it is. You can't get guys to fill stadiums now. On uh, the uh, Cincinnati Reds, uh, uh, three thousand four hundred fifty-five people came to the game today. Yeah, that's
1: a good
3: point. the only thing I point. can see this accomplishing is that Topeka, Kansas, may have a shot at having a major league team, <laughs> or or something you know, like Butte, Montana, or uh, Winslow, you know, North Dakota. Who? <laughs> how, you know, come
2: on. Yeah, There's I think it does reek of a money grab. That's for sure.
3: Well, there you go. I have to have a tendency to think that you know, with the players trying to have revenue sharing and the owners trying to, it's just uh, they're already they're already arguing over the television rates to these games, and they haven't even picked the teams yet. Right. I don't
2: don't just, get me started. just just play the games. That's just play what the games.
3: All right. Well, let's Not, go to let's let's go to Thursday. It's exciting okay, Thursday. From what I understand. As you had said and alluded to directly and indirectly, this is a fabulous card uh, that's being presented to the American public yes. and to the world, actually. Yes. And we have teams that are in their respective divisions are in first place. They're competing, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it just, it's just rivalries here. So let's get on with it. Uh, Green Bay and Detroit. Yes. Will weather play a, a role in this? I don't think so. Not in the will talent play a role in this. Hard to come by, you know. Right. Uh, I I guess visiting teams. I think this Thanksgiving Day will find uh, kind of like uh, a welcome crowd uh, applauding their you know their thing. So I'm going to go with Green Bay.
2: You like Green Bay at the Lions.
3: Yeah. No spreads,
2: everybody. Let's just remember. Let's just remind everybody. No, no, we don't. Do, we don't. We don't do spreads. Does not concern himself with spreads or any such no. thing. He just picks the winners, and he picks them at a rate that is alarming.
3: I'll tell you why I'm picking Green Bay. Please. Okay. Because They're do, good. <laughs> has nothing to do with. Well, aside, aside from the fact they are good and they have very cute uniforms. Right. Uh, the game yeah. starts at twelve thirty. Yep. Now, most of these guys from the visiting team, you know, want to get, you know, get in, get out, get over and done with, and then scoot off for the rest of the long weekend, you know, and and not want to lick their wounds while they're traveling. I see. So they're going to go a little more fired up, I think, than Green Bay. I mean, than uh, Detroit.
2: That is an angle I never even heard. It's fantastic.
3: Well, you know, think about it. If you lived in Detroit, would you be excited about even winning? I mean, I, would be,
2: I would be excited about not getting mugged on my way right. to the <laughs>
3: Right. All right. So oh. we got, we got Green Bay. Yes. Now we're going to go up to Miami and Dallas. Now, Tony, and, yeah. Romo, well, Tony Romo, yeah, I know where, where they're playing, but thank you. Uh, Tony Romo <laughs> wow. pulled, one out, pulled, pulled, out, pulled one out of the hat last week. Yep. And, uh, I mean, he's got some goods going for him, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Miami, not to be just, dis- you know, you, you can't just pass over them. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, 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 not, and I'm not going with gut feelings because I have a good buddy of mine, although he's a New Yorker, loves the Miami Dolphins. Right. And he goes, he's with the fish all the way, you know. This particular one, I think I'm going to have to go with Dallas.
2: All right. Dallas, the home team in that one, as we mentioned. Yeah, that
3: well, that's four <laughs> o'clock.
2: You
3: know, both of them, you know. Okay, now let's get on to the other one now. San Francisco, I mean, look at their records. I mean, don't even look what they did against the Giants, but look at their record. Not too
0: shabby. 9-1.
3: 9-1. But then look at Baltimore. Once again, not too shabby. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think, uh, you know, I hate to to give the nod to Baltimore, but I think I'm going to go with Baltimore.
2: Wow, and that one's at uh, at Baltimore, right? Yeah. That yeah. At, yeah.
3: Baltimore.
2: Now, uh, what do you make of the the brothers there, uh, Swam? The first time ever that brothers are coaching against each other in yeah, tennis, and, uh, against each other in an NFL game. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. They're not on the field, are they? No, I mean, they're still on the sidelines. Are the coaching? They're they still are still on the sidelines. They have oh, an okay. effect so, on
2: the game, though. They have a big effect yeah, on well, the game, right, Swam?
3: Yeah. So, so do the fans.
2: So, <laughs> okay. Player, fair enough.
3: But the players are still the guys that got to get out there and bang helmets. That's true. All right. Yeah. Plus, from what I understand, the nature of the beast, these uh, professional football teams are not a one-man, you know, Anthony. That's
0: true. You got true. the guys
3: up in the booth. You got the defense coach, and you got the offense coach, you got the special teams coach, and you got the locker room coach, and you got the confession coach. They got a lot of coaches.
2: <laughs> the confession coach. You're gonna to want to go into this little booth you didn't, and, you didn't and tell know? that guy, and tell that guy everything you did wrong.
3: That's right. <laughs> you Do not sell hot dogs while I'm no. So hey, was, Swarm. I, it, it, it'll, it'll be nice. It'll be a record book thing. Oh, what game did the two brothers have you? know,
2: and you know what like, I want you? I want you to do though, Swam. Seriously, wah, when, wah, you watch, wah, wah, wah. when you watch, when you watch, when you watch this game on Sunday night, wah, right? Wah, wah,
3: wah, 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 wah.
2: <laughs> and they sh- they show a picture they show a picture of Mr. Harbaugh, yeah. the, the the boy's uh, sure, father.
3: Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. I thought that's what we were talking about.
2: Right. Looks like he knows his way around the belt, if you know what I mean.
3: Ah, uh, wait, wait. Hey, come on, <laughs> come on. This is it's bad. It's bad enough you're knocking for you know Lagasse and those guys, you know, Olson and Brown. And now you, <laughs> now you're going it. after
2: the. They showed this guy a couple weeks ago during one of the games. Yeah. I said, "Boy, he looks yeah. like." he, he you don't want to upset Mr. Harbaugh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You just want to
3: did you ever see any of the games before Peyton got injured that the brothers were playing? Yeah. And they, they show you
2: the Manning
3: family. No, no. Our, yeah.
2: This Mr. Harbaugh looks like he knows his way around the. the, the yeah. Bread.
3: Okay. <laughs> I, I, I could. I could go there.
2: You know. But I think both remember, the game, that, remember the, the game football. that the
3: game uh, the the Ryan brothers were involved with. Uh uh-huh. I mean, look like you know the the one. I, I don't even want to use that name. But the one with the longer hair, you know, was, was probably as <laughs> rock as the other one. I know who okay. it is. I, oh. But I wasn't going to name it. Now you went he ahead. He doesn't
2: care for the open up uh, Ryan's. For
3: doesn't
2: open up for does not care for the. He does not care for the Ryans. <laughs>
3: no. No. Not no. his
2: style of football. Sounds like he doesn't care for brothers.
3: <laughs> no, no, brothers. Are okay, I had one. In fact, I still have one. But the right. the brothers isn't the problem. It's the it's the style. See, the big see. thing in major league sports is style. Joe DiMaggio, greatest greatest hitter out there, hasn't had a record broken. But not only did he have the baseball, you know, talent, he had style. You know, you never saw the man in anything attired but a perfect perfectly cropped hair the suit i mean the guy in style all right today fair not enough. so much with the football today, players. not so much that's that's I fair. Think, I, yeah i mean it's a guy who, who's who got the most ink and he's got the biggest uh light bulb earrings and you know i mean it's, 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 it can't be uh a comment on our society today it's, it can't be that yeah uh, I, think, I think, you know
2: what I, I I think you're you're absolutely right in in the sense too and one of those guys is my is my coach and and I still think he's he's got a big mouth I don't think he's as classless as everybody makes him out to be but but you know, he do, is.
3: yeah do. no he's as classless as everybody else <laughs> and don't don't sell these people who will make him out to be you know without class uh, don't sell them short you know.
2: Uh, I I do hate the, uh, the the parading and the preening after every play in the NFL though. You watch a game from oh yeah
3: right. Years ago They're losing forty seven like to three, right? The, the, the team is losing uh, forty seven like to three, and then all of a sudden they get uh, a, a, they recover a fumble and the guys are dancing around like as if they already won the game.
0: Yeah. You,
3: know, you want to go over, and tap them on the helmet, and say, "You're behind forty four points." Yeah. You know, a little less. Dancing a little
2: right. more, playing. You know. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, Swan, what? let me ask you though. What did you think of uh, your? We we know that you lean towards the Giants. We never call you a fan of anything. You're too level-headed to be a fan of any team. But you you do well, have some inclination towards the Giants. This year, giants.
3: this year, giant team. You know that started out in in the well, I, I guess even preseason, and the team that you saw last week uh some of those people had had their bodies exchanged with some pods from another <laughs> planet i think i wow. think they were yeah because they they couldn't possibly have been the same guys right I, you know i mean i i understand your body takes a beating you you know week after week after week and you know but when when i hear comments from somebody that they weren't mentally prepared
0: yeah that's that? not great.
3: Mentally prepared. Now, what does that mean? That they put on one of the old baseball helmets that uh, would probably be uh, amenable to this test and wire it and give them kind of like a lobotomy.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Brandon Jacobs, here, the the running back over there, said uh, that Giant fans are great at booing. That's what they do. They're they're great at that. And to well, the am only Coughlin, great at
3: that when they have something to boof. <laughs> That's
2: what Tom Coughlin said. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, it does seem that the modern athlete, especially in football, really doesn't get it. Really still doesn't get I still get
3: it. think, and this is my own personal philosophy, you could take it from whence it comes, my lack of knowledge in anything sports, but uh, they call these things teams, you know, teams as opposed to, like, a guy on a golf course who's only himself unless of course he's part of like the Ryder Cup team or something like right. that. But they call them teams. So if a guy was playing with me and didn't, you know, come up to full strength so to speak, I think I might have to speak to him myself. Saying, yeah. by the way, you know, uh we lost the game and uh, if you had possibly shown up, we could have done a little better.
0: <laughs> right.
3: know, we're here to give yeah. the we're here to give the public a product, you know, an entertainment medium here. Uh let's not get carried away with our own you know, our own hype and let's kinda like get out there and win one for the Gipper. <laughs> I like they, it. They don't they don't have this kinda you know, like every every game is a new uh beginning, obviously. So you kinda right. put everything in the past even though it's virtually impossible with the commentators. Yeah, well, that was a fifty-seven times that he raised his right hand, or any, you know. And the the, the statisticians on these shows, they have to be earning their money.
0: Oh yeah. Well, wasn't
3: that yeah? You know, wasn't that the uh, the same arc that uh, the the kick the you know? But anyhow, if if they get out there and at the beginning of the game and get into a huddle and say, "Let's earn our pay," you
2: know, Imagine that's the that. only
3: man. That's the only mantra they would have to remember. Let's earn our pay. I like and if it. They were, if they were paid you know, by performance as opposed to just getting paid.
2: Right. Yeah, you'd see a different product. That's yeah, yeah sure. there was always
3: one thing I liked about the, the sport of boxing, you know. Even though the loser got something, he didn't get it, as much of a chance to get to the next round or the next level to make the big money unless he did good in that bout, you know.
2: And right, he, he didn't get know, nearly as much, right. That's right.
3: Exactly. Yeah. You know, and all things being even, if there wasn't any outside influence onto the fight because that, that was a tough sport with, you know, corruption, yes. but, but, you know, he would try his darndest, you know, and, yep. as opposed to after the fight. Well, what about you, Mr. Balboa? How come you 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 lost. Well, I don't know. Uh, I wasn't mentally prepared for it. Now, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, now you guys, every Tuesday, you keep, you know, you get together and you gear yourselves up for your show. Right. I mean, I know that you probably spend about 20 minutes doing your vocal exercises and you look in the mirror and you make sure that you're <laughs> a, and you psych yourself up. If you have a flat show, can you blame anybody but you and your partner there?
2: Nope, Kel. Absolutely right. not. That's you, right, I mean, you Kel. can't
3: blame. Well, nobody called in. Who cares? Right. You
2: know? We or, actually, now now we just blame PJ. Oh,
3: okay. I need to get blamed a, on yeah. PJ
2: now, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why we, I, that's why I, we I, hired I, him.
0: Yeah, and
3: not only that, I can understand the power that the man wields. Because when I called up, I had to go through a whole screening process. I mean, I, I don't tough. understand. I don't understand what my political affiliation had to do with me getting on your show tonight.
2: He's very tough. I had to He's have had a. Pa- I had, to
3: have, I had to have a user password. I'd have a. a oh, that was terrible.
2: Do he makes. He ass. makes a difference.
3: Gentlemen, Please rest your sphincters. <laughs> well played.
2: Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> uh, Swam, So to to recap, we have uh, Green Bay in the early game, Dallas in the uh, in the afternoon, and the Ravens at night. Is that correct? Exactly. Magnificent. Well, thank you for. Co- I, I have we have uh we have great playout music for you now. I see that. I
3: see you have great. I like that.
2: We, have, I, I, do we like have, I do like it. I do like. We have theme music for you. You love the Carl Burnett show.
3: I always love the Carol Burnett Show.
2: Absolutely. Swam, do me a favor. Speak to me. Keep your powder dry, will you please?
3: I'll keep my powder dry. you and everybody out there have a great and wonderful safe Thanksgiving. And don't forget, we have a lot to be thankful for. We're in the greatest country in the world. Take Amen. Care, guys. Thank
2: you, Swam. All, right. All right. Take care. The Swami checking in. Wow. What a spot. I, I, how do you follow that? <laughs> I don't even know where I am anymore. I mean, just he just talk about knocking it out of the park. Woof, boy! I, I mean, just you know, uh, wow! I feel like I'm following Rich Little on Carson. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's bring out Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise. <laughs> That's the only thing we can do right now. Wow, wow, boy, that was fantastic! Fun. So great to hear from him, though. It has it's been a year, hasn't it? It has been a year. Wow. He's just been quietly picking games on his own. Just you know, just uh just pining away for the show. He he's been busy. He's been Whoa. busy. A lot of charitable a lot of charitable uh, situations. He's he's looking uh he's looking to fix the budget. He's looking to work on the deficits. He's he is a busy guy. Uh he brought us to football, so we might as well go with football and the Jets and the Giants off awful losses. And Cal, the Jets, the Jets got Tebowed, So let's—I—I I can't even talk about that game. It was a week ago. I don't even want to talk about it. Okay, let's move on. They're five and five. Exactly. I'm telling you, Peach, <laughs> PJ, you could not have been more right. This season is absolutely survivor for the Jets. It is. Every time, Cal. Every time I think that that's like a ridiculous notion, it's survivor. They're really five. And five. five. They have six games left. They basically have to go at least five and one. They have an easy chunk of schedule coming up, though, an easier chunk. They have the Bills at home. They have the Redskins on the road and then the Chiefs at home. I think that's correct. They start this week with Buffalo at home. At home. Then they go to Washington. Right. They come home to face the Chiefs. Correct. They go to Philly. Philadelphia, yes. Come back and face the Giants Bryant, in their own building. In their own building, and then they finish the season in Miami with the resurgent Dolphins. Could 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 that game be any scarier right yeah. now? No, I'm not, I'm worried about Buffalo. That's all I'm worried about right now. I'm not worried about Buffalo. Here's here's the sto- I am here's the storyline with the Jets, and then I want to get to the Giants, and then I want to talk about football, and then I want to talk about Thanksgiving and the Islanders, and you know we got a little time up. I have a lot to talk to you about Brian. Well, well let's 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 just go with it then. Fine. We're running out of time. we have time now. Here's the storyline not on our side with sa- really what? Sa-, sa with uh Mark Sanchez? I mean, Mark Sanchez seems to be the storyline there. Just like Tim Tebow is the storyline with the Broncos and much more so, much more polarizing or whatever. I feel like Jeff fans are giving up on Mark Sanchez. I mean, there's there's talk about going to get Peyton Manning for next year. They're going to run a Peyton Manning. <laughs> so you can not heard that one year. Year. There's talk about, you know, he's got to get paid in a year and a half, Mark Sanchez, and are you going to pay him? And he's clearly not the answer, and he's regressing. And let me – can we just see Mark Sanchez with an offensive coordinator? And, and again, I am not a, shot, a Brian Schottenheimer guy. But can we just see Mark Sanchez with an offensive coordinator who knows what the frig he's doing? Who's not a quarterback killer? What's the, who, what, who's the quarterback who's done well under Brian Schottenheimer's tutelage? I mean, how many times do we have to go through this? This is Rex's blind spot, Cal. He's a blind spot for his assistants because he was one once and he was passed over for a job and passed over for a job that he protects his assistants to the point of distraction from the team. And I'm not blaming it all on Brian Schottenheimer, certainly not. Mark Sanchez has not played well. He's made stupid decisions. Right. Okay. But can I see him in a system that hasn't killed every quarterback that's been in it? Dink and dunk and dink and dunk and, dunk and dunk, dink 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 and every I'm gonna turn into Francesa here. Bink, 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 and boom, boom, boom. That's the offense. The offense is six point seven yards a pass. Well, that's the offense because they don't trust him. It wasn't it wasn't the offense, wasn't the offense last year, Cal. No, was it Braylon Edwards? Is that the big difference? Is that what you're telling me? I don't see. I don't buy the fact that they don't have somebody that can get downfield. They don't run routes downfield. So I don't, but 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 that's the argument. The argument is that they don't have the personnel to go, to to stretch it out. I don't buy. I don't buy that. I think Keller could get downfield when you when they're putting eight men in the box against you, okay? Or even when they're dropping four into cover two zone. How is nobody open deep? Even once. Well, you know what, Cal? It doesn't help on the third and sixth when you have five guys out of a spread formation all running four-yard curls. Right. His route combinations are abysmal. And this is every quarterback that's been in this system. Look at what Drew Brees became after he left his quarterback's coach in San Diego. I mean, look at the year Chad Pennington had the year after he left Schottenheimer's dink and dunk offense. Look at the, <laughs> look at the year that Brett Favre had. Yeah. He had Brett Favre <laughs> throwing seven yard passes. Uh, now you look at the end of that game, Cal, the end of the Denver game, the game was already decided. They had fifty eight seconds left. They had two timeouts or whatever or one timeout or whatever. Um to try to get down the field and score a touchdown. But he made a throw on fourth and seventeen. Uh I think it was to maybe Patrick Turner? I mean, he Sanchez made a throw. I'm sorry, that's an NFL throw. There's maybe, yeah. oh yeah, needs six guys that can make that throw, right? right? I mean, he put it. It was it was on a line, 25 yards down the field, in the middle of the field, over two defenders, and in between another one. Okay, you're telling me he can't do that? Uh, it's just, I I believe he has regressed a bit. But this offense is going nowhere with this guy as offensive coordinator still. And to give me this malarkey, and I said malarkey, that's right. Let's, let's get malarkey in here. <laughs> is he here? He's an offensive coordinator. Let's bring him in. <laughs> no, but to give me this bolt, Snikey, that it, it, it's not about the offensive coordinator. It's about execution. Is nonsense. No. It's not always about execution. It's about adjusting to a game plan. Look, he did it twice against the Patriots. The first Patriot game, he should have thrown the ball, and he stuck to the run because they had to stick to ground and pound. The second Patriot game, he was obsessed with throwing the ball because they had to because the Patriots had the 32nd uh, ranked passing defense or whatever, and instead of running the ball where he was getting five yards a clip, he threw the ball. I, I can't I can't throw Mark Sanchez to the curb, and, and yet, do I have a soft spot for him? I do, okay? I you want do. a as quarterback. I do. Who doesn't? But I've also seen the kid make all the throws. I've seen the kid go on the road in New England and beat Tom Brady and a 14 and two New England team that was eight and zero in the regular season at Fox or at uh, Gillette, okay? And go uh, throw for 194 yards, 14 to 21 for 194, three touchdowns, no picks, and 121 quarterback rating on the road in the playoffs in January. And he had a long of 58 in that game, so he didn't dink and dunk. And it wasn't a 58-yard pass on a 10-yard throw and 40 yards after the catch. The throw he made to Holmes in that game for a touchdown is straight. You still can't show me 10 guys that can make that throw in the NFL. can't. Sorry. You want basic management here? Basic management skills. If you have an employee that's regressing, okay, but you need the employee. The employee is not going anywhere. I'm I'm, I'm putting it in business terms here, but it fits in the sports world too. Your employee is underperforming. He's regressing. He's not living up to the potential that he clearly has. You don't take the responsibility away from him, thus killing the confidence, and then you're never going to get the guy back. What you do is you tailor the responsibilities around him, and you work with his strengths, and you identify the fact that he's struggling in some areas. So let's, okay, let's not put him in positions to fail. Okay, that's not As a manager or as a coach, you don't put your team, or you don't, you don't put your employee, you don't put your player in a position to fail. Your job is to put your your the talent that you're responsible for in the best possible position to succeed. And that's something that Brian Schottenheimer and Rex Ryan. Let's not let's not let Rex off the hook here. Agree. Both Schottenheimer and Ryan have never put. I shouldn't say never. They have never consistently put Sanchez in the best possible position to succeed. They've shown glimpses of it, and they certainly have put him in spots where he has succeeded. But they've never been able to to, to consistently allow him to succeed. And every time he starts to regress, they panic and they just take it away. They they take the responsibility away from him. Right. Which and and I mean, look, we don't know whom we don't know Mark Sanchez personally, but we have a pretty good idea that Sanchez is is. He's I got to be careful with how I phrase it. He's not, he's he's sensitive. Would yeah. you agree? He's got he's got he's a little bit more – I don't think right. he has rabbit ears necessarily. I mean, I think he can handle criticism. Right. I if if he's <clears throat> if he has a fault at all, it seems that he's not uh, sensitive is sort of the word cow, but I get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, Yeah, I don't mean that. He wants to take it all on himself. Right. You know what I mean? And and, and 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 say, I sucked, or I'm this, or I'm that. You know what I mean? He has sort of like a woe is me quotient. Right. Yeah, uh, there's another word for it. I, mean, I can't think of it right now. Right. If only we had somebody who majored in and has a degree in literature and was really good with words uh, uh, on the staff. Sars or something. Right. Who had access to a thesaurus. And also is just a wordsmith. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's not it. That's not it. That's not what we were looking for. <laughs> that's that's not it. Um but I think I think I think he was just taking a shot there, is what PJ was doing. It's very possible. Yeah. Um but that's but that's that's my pro- that's my problem with the way the the situation goes. And I think that what they've created here is a one or the other situation i think it's clear that schottenheimer and sanchez are not going to be able to coexist any longer than this season and you run the risk of that relationship really hurting the rest of this season if they don't straighten it out now um and 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 look sanchez is not going anywhere so so schottenheimer is the one that's got to go and to your point steve you 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 nailed it, and you, you nailed this to, to me a couple of days ago too. It's all of the quarterbacks that he's had. I hadn't even I hadn't even thought of that. every he's been consistently mediocre in every quarterback that he's coached, going back to when he was quarterbacks coach for San Diego and Drew Brees. Yep, every quarterback. So tell me, the, show me the quarterback that he's improved or his system has helped. Now it helped Chad Pennington for a year or two because Chad Pennington cannot make those deep throws. And yet somehow he goes to Miami and completes 10 passes over 35 yards the next year. So, you know, it's, look, Rex has a blind spot. Rex Ryan has a blind spot and your postulization that uh, uh, you postulated the other day during the game, I'm going to use postulate right somehow here. You theorized The other night while watching the uh, the Broncos game and that they were screaming at each other. And they were every time Sanchez makes a mistake and he comes back to the sideline. It seems like Schottenheimer's waiting for him like some sort of, uh, you know, disciplinarian teacher. Or like an older brother. Or an older brother, exactly, Cal. Right. That, has, that, that's a better that doesn't really have the authority to get on him. That's right. But feels like, well, I'm older than you, so I'm going to tell you what to do. Yeah, because he's a whole like eight years older than him. Right. You know what I mean, and and he looks like he's twelve. So Schottenheimer on the sideline when he's chewing Sanchez out looks like the older brother. Like I told you to cut left at the Chevy. Yes. God, we're gonna lose to the Quins. Because of you. Good job. Good job. Mom's gonna be so pissed too because we're gonna be late, and we're gonna lose to the Quins. Nice job. Because of you. That's, that's exactly what he looks like. Mm-hmm. He looks he looks like like the pissed off big brother.
3: And then, Chances, and then Sanchez and
2: then Sanchez just takes it. I told you not to throw it. I mean, Three times. <laughs> God. God, you had Jimmy wide open. You Jimmy wide open. We, talk, we talked about this last week over at dinner. When we had chicken cutlets, remember? God. Um, So the Jets uh, have six games (laughs) remaining and really need to go five and one. But but then I wanted to feel better about life, Cal. Yeah, go. So I took a look at the standings, you know, yesterday, and they're five and five. They're in the middle of the pack. They're game out. And, you know, all hope is certainly not lost. But they've had ten days, and my suggestion was, look, if Rex Ryan had any sort of – not gumption, because you know he does. You know he doesn't care about what's standard or whatever or what's traditionally done. He would have taken play-calling duties away from Schottenheimer. He's never going to do that, though. I do know he's to never know that. Cal, but he should. He had 10 days in between games. It's almost like having a bye week, and he could practice all of them if he wanted to. He's got two guys on his offensive staff that have been offensive coordinators before. He's got Callahan. He's got Kavanaugh. Could have turned the play-calling over to either one of them. Hey, Jim, Jim Fossil did it, and they went to a Super Bowl. Now, Jim Fossil took over the play calling himself. Right. Couldn't couldn't you see Rex doing that to Petten? Sure. And taking over – he has. He has. He's done it in the past where he's taken over the play calling on defense. So do it on offense. You coach the whole team, not just the defense. Yeah, but, you, but you're right. He, he would feel like he's throwing Schottenheimer under the bus if he does that. Yep. And it was done to him, and he refuses to do it. So, but in the meantime, what he's failing to see is the effect that it's having on his quarterback. And his team. Oh, and his team, yeah. And, just, and, and the rest of his offense, who continually has to stand up for Sanchez. And you know what, Cal, how many times do we see guys this season throw Schottenheimer under the bus?
0: Mm. Holmes,
2: Burris, Mason while he was still here. Sanchez has done it. Even, you know, uh, uh, Sean Green has done it. Sean Green, has voiced is displeasure. Because Sean Green winds up getting three carries and he'll pick up 15 yards, and then Sean Immer takes him out of the game for two quarters. Oh, he just has no, I, I can't enough now. So the Jets play the Bills on Sunday. Uh, uh, Cal, what do you think? What's your gut tell you? Does, does your gut tell you this team goes five and one and makes the playoffs? No. Really? Yeah, my gut doesn't tell me that. They certainly can. They 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 have a history of of yeah. Their club kids. Where they're capable. Right when they're backs against the wall, they, they they seem to yeah they're capable. I mean they were four and six in Rex's uh, first year. They went nine and seven and made the playoffs. And then again they got some breaks, but they got there. They went five they, and one down the stretch. They're capable of doing it, and the schedule also bears it out too. These right. are all winnable games, all six of them. But your gut tells you they don't. My guts, my gut tells me they're gonna. Sl- I think they're gonna win this week. I actually can see them winning the next three games. Right, getting to 8-5. and five and then to 8-5, right back in the thick of things. And I think Philly or the Giants is going to, is going to slip them up. Okay. okay. Which is okay, because if they're going to lose one game, you want to lose one of those games. Right. Although you really don't want to lose the Giant game. No, no, no. So let them lose the Philly game. Right. And then I really think that that Miami game is is going to be a problem at the end of the year. And could be for the season. Could be for the season. Right. Now, while we have your gut on the line... Mm. How does your how does your gut time to be on the line? How does your gut feel about uh the Giants uh in another second half swoon potentially? Six and two, Giants after their huge win in New England, they're toting Tom Coffin around on their shoulders in the locker room. Acting a lot like they just won the Super Bowl again. And uh they've lost two straights since then, including an awful performance this past Sunday night against Uh, the Eagles at home. Now, the San Fran game, I knew they were going to lose. I said it right here on the air. You did. So there's no doubt they lose that game. Just too emotionally high off the Patriot game. Got to fly across country. No Maude Bradshaw. No, you know, uh, a lot of players still nicked up. But this game against the Eagles, that's a terrible job. That's a terrible terrible uh, job. There was no no shot they would lose this game. And you know what? Look, I know Eli's having a magnificent year. He really is. He's having a very, very good year. Okay? Very good. One would even say elite. One would even say you can't spell elite without Eli. In fact, every newspaper reporter in this town says it. What? He's throwing, Cali's throwing one bad pick a game. Really does. Like that pick to the linebacker in the Eagles game the other night, it's a terrible throw. Terrible throw. And if you're going to kill Mark Sanchez and you're going to kill quarterbacks on, you know, ball security, and Mark Sanchez has like seven fumbles a season, something ridiculous. You know, if you're Eli Manning, you start moving around the pocket like that, you've got to have the ball up or down and tucked. That's a bad job. I'm not saying he lost the game. But, you know, they can't keep relying on this Eli Manning magic in the fourth quarter. And they have got the schedule from hell. They could be in their third straight second half swoon. Well, they they've got the Saints this week, at Monday or- night at New Orleans. Then they've got Green Bay next New- week after New that. New Orleans has had like uh, twenty eight days off, by the way, because they're coming off their bye. So like New Orleans like played on a Thursday night, then had a bye. Now, right. Now they play on a Monday night. I think New Orleans had like seventeen days off. That's good. They've got plenty of time to prepare for the Giants now. Then they play Green Bay, right, like right. you said. And then Dallas. And then Dallas. <laughs> They still have two games against Dallas. Yep. And Dallas, I don't know if you said Dallas, Dallas has a cake schedule. Yes. Dallas has uh, the Dolphins this week, obviously, we talked about, which is going to be a tough game. Now, if there's a the Dolphins, yeah. the Dolphins have won three straights. Burano is going to want that game against Dallas, against his old team. Sure. Um, Matt Moore is playing a lot like Scott Mitchell. Um do you remember the last uh, Dallas Miami Thanksgiving game? The on that baby, right? And what else happened? The on that game. Uh, what, else? what else happened in that game? Yeah. No idea. It snowed. Oh, that's right. It snowed in Dallas. Yeah. That's snowed not in Dallas. It's not super unusual, by the way. Um, well, it did snow for the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's not super unusual. Now, snow in Austin. That's that's unusual. That's weird. But yeah, the snow in Dallas, I just remember that that the visual of that of the snow in Dallas on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Leon let sliding up the snow. Eighteen years ago. Gosh. Eighteen model. I know. And we're old. <laughs> uh do you see the Giants uh, doing this slide, Cal? Do you see like uh they could finish eight and eight. Easily. They could They'd go easily. There. I mean they're they, they are I mean they're they're on the fast track to six and six at the at the very least. Well you know what you know what's funny? I, I think they're better than that. I think they can get to ten and six. I'm not quite sure how. I think they could well yeah the talent is there. They're a good team. But now you know what? But Francesca yeah, Francesca said something today, Cal that sort of shocked me. I wanted to get your take on it. I don't know if you heard it. I did not he said you can't like what you're hearing out of giant camp and believe it or not you have to like what you're hearing out of jet camp in other words the jets seem to at least be on message okay they all seem to be on the same page whereas the giants have you know you have guys like justin Tuck and were they ready to play they weren't ready to play They weren't mentally prepared. Jacobs with the booing, we got to do this, we got to do that. Coughlin saying, well, if you play better, they won't boo you. You know, he said at least the Jets sound like they're on message. He's right. And the Giants seem to sound like they're all over the place. And that's not typical of Coughlin. No, but but how much of the fact that it's happening again Mm -hmm. creeps into their thoughts? Oh, it has to. Oh, it absolutely has to. Like, here we go again. It's, yeah. That's human nature. About the, it's, it's like the Mets in 07 and 08. Right. I mean, when it started to happen in 08, it was like, here we are again. Right. You know? Wow, this just in. We have a call, Cal. Oh. We do. We have a call. DJ from Waterbury. Shall we take this call? Yes. Let's do it. DJ from Waterbury, welcome to Radio Unload with Callen Sam Pete. What's up?
4: Yeah, thanks for taking my call. I really, really think my New York Football Giants. I really think they're gonna go ten and six. You know what? They're going, they're playing a little tough with that loss to San Francisco, and then this week's the brutal loss against like Philadelphia. You know what? They had a good run at the end um, with 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 Manning coming in in the clutch, and then of course he, with with that fumble, that deadly fumble. But I really think they're not going to be eight and eight. I think they're going to get it back together the the, the end talk is going to get back into it. you know what herdwick also great playing from Herzlick this week you, you know what? i I really think they'll balance it out and they' they're going to be a playoff team this year
2: okay you think that you think that they do get to ten and six with that remaining schedule how do you you uh d j you see them they have Green Bay in two weeks, obviously that's looming on the schedule, but this game this
4: week uh is a big i think i think, I think it's I think it's, a, it's probably that the, the, this game is probably, if they lose this game, that, that's going to be, be showing something. They can't lose three in a row. You know, we did know that this stretch of games, starting yeah. from the Patriots, right, after the Dolphins, it's going to be their tough thing. We knew that playing Miami, it was after the bye, those are going to be, quote, unquote, those easy games. We know now mm. is a tough stretch. You know, they beat the Patriots, beautiful playing with Ballard and everything. They lost to San Francisco, which is a good team, then they lost a heartbreaker to, the, to Philly. I think they have to beat New Orleans because if they lose to New Orleans and then they lose to the Packers, then they're in trouble. They have to beat New Orleans. Let's say if they beat New Orleans at 7-4, then they lose, let's say, to the Packers. Let's say, you never know, right? 7-4, then they're 7-5, and, and then mm-hmm. I know they have the Redskins, the Cowboys, the Jets, or whatever it is, not in order. But the thing is that I really think they can balance it out against these teams.
2: Do you think that it's to their advantage, uh, DJ, that they have two games left against the Cowboys? Because I think it is. I think that's actually advantageous for them because those teams know each other so well. You know, even if one team is is a little better than the other one, it's like the Eagles game we saw the other night. I mean, the Eagles are are, are not as good a team, but they play each other so tight. I think it's good for the Giants that twice. The,
4: the way the Eagles were playing, the defense, the defense of Philadelphia looked like it was a playoff game. They were playing yeah. so hard. The, the, even the secondary with Asama, Rodgers, Cromarty, and then even Jason Badden and, 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 you know, even the offense. Riley Cooper was hooking up with Vince Young. I, I, that was a really sad I see Every single play, Riley Cooper, Riley Cooper, Riley yeah. Cooper. The thing is, is you know what, I, I think it could be to their advantage, but we have to see. You know, Romo, we have to see how the, the Giants will play Romo. We know the Giants are very, their defense is very, very capable of doing a lot of damage. And that's what we're talking That They have to fix that. They're very capable. They're a very talented offense. Amukamara is in his first NFL quarter has a pick. Who knows what yeah. he'll be in, in, in the NFL. They're very talented. They have to put things together. I think it's not time to panic yet. I think people should be a little concerned, but not overly concerned. I think they'll be just fine. Awesome. Well, DJ,
2: thanks so much for the call, man. Definitely get back to us, and, uh, and get back to us down the line about the Giants, pal.
4: Okay. Thanks so much.
2: Have a good night. All right. <laughs> From the Arts Leagons. No, seriously, thank you, DJ from Waterbury. That was a great call. And you know what, Cal, we lose sight of sometimes we lose sight of the idea that uh because we are Jet fans but we're also in town with the Giants and stuff like that, that um you know, from a Giant fan's perspective, they're going through some of the same stuff we're going through with the Jets. Like you don't you don't realize it. That the Giant fan is like got like the old craps right now. Like, oh man, we can't lose you know, we can't lose to New Orleans. Like maybe the season is starting to get away from us, but we still gotta maintain faith and stuff like that. And he made the best point uh, not the best point he made, but one of the more salient points that he made right there, Cal, about the Giants is still that defense. I didn't get any pressure on Vince Young the other night. Okay. Uh but that front seven is still there. Amakamura now is is in that secondary with Ross and stuff. That defense can still keep you in a lot of games. And with division games like that, Cal, they're always close. That's why I think I, I do think it's to their advantage that they have Dallas left twice. A, they'll be able to decide the, uh, the division for themselves. It seems because if they win both those games, the division is theirs. Well, uh, I mean, you put yourself in pretty good stead to win. the gotta, to win. They got to make sure they don't lose every other game, though. I, I get that, <clears throat> obviously. But I'm saying you you have it in your you still have your destiny pretty much in your hands in the division because you're playing the team that you're tied with. That's true. You know, what I mean, I think it's good that they have those two games left. I thought that was a really good call. Thank you, DJ, and uh, definitely get back to us down the line on the Giants stuff. Um, so, uh, Cal, before we go, uh, I want to do this. I'm not going to talk about the Islanders. I'll tell you why. I'm just going to leave it at this. Okay. I know. I know you're done. <clears throat> it- they they have three games left this week, right? They have a game tomorrow night and then they have a home and home against the Devils on Friday and Saturday, right? Right. Yeah, a game against Philadelphia tomorrow night.
0: And and a-
2: Flyers, Devils, Devils, next three games. Right. Go ahead. If they lose all three of those games, Jack Capuano will be fired. I'm telling you that right now. The head coach will be gone. He needs to, according to Chris Botta today, and I agree with Chris Botta, he figures Capuano needs to win two of those three games to save his job. Win two of the three to win two of the three. That's right. Oh, okay. All right, get two wins out of the next three games to save his job. Now, before we get to the fun load, do you, if they do fire Capuano, do you agree with it? Or is it more of the same from an organization whose big offseason moves, besides locking up their own players, which was good, was to bring in Jay Pandolfo, Marty Reisner, and Brian Ralston, and Steve Stairs. Yeah, don't forget Steve Stairs. Right. So four uh, guys who are plus thirty-five, who not not on the ice. That's not their plus-minus. That's their age. Right. Who can't score and can't defend. Nobody. Nobody can score and nobody can defend. No, but I, the, the last two games are the worst two games I've seen them play in years. Years. They might as well have had the fish stick jerseys on. Those were embarrassing. Yeah. It's horrible. And they also can't play goal right now either. Right. They can't goaltend either. But no, – and they're all hurt. If Ham Cappy gets fired, if Jack Capuano gets fired, Ham Gobble All right. Is that a move that they need to make because the players have tuned him out or is he just scapegoated there? I think he's scapegoated. Uh-huh. I, I mean, it's the same. It's the same group of players that 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 went to sleep on Scott Gordon last year. And it's the same group of players that played, you know, 24 and 20 for him, you know, or 24 and 17 or whatever it was down the second half last year. So. Yeah, it's I just don't get it. The team's I, more talented than that. I, I just don't get it. They're talented. They're just they're not playing. They're not trying. They're not putting the effort in. That's what it is. I don't know why. I don't know why they wouldn't put the effort in. I would. I don't know why they don't think they need to. This because they cause they are talented. This is calamitous. This start. This is this is. Uh, there was an article on uh, wfan.com uh, by uh, Jeff Tambolini. I think no, it was Capolini. We got him. <laughs> and uh, and he said this. This this is the worst possible thing that could have happened. The worst. Oh yeah because of the lighthouse referendum or the arena referendum and they lose that and they commit all this money to these young players and they're terrible. This is the worst thing that could have happened. I don't know why they're terrible, but I will tell you the one guy that plays hard every single night is Tavares. Yeah. Is Tavares. yeah. And is and, and even during this losing streak, there's nights where he's the best player on the ice. Yep. Uh, I, I, I am here to tell you though, Cal, I'm going to say it and I don't care who knows it, don't give up. I still think this team can turn around and and reel off six or seven straight wins. It may take firing the coach, and it may take them bringing in like a Tarion or something like that, like a Michelle Tarion, like a disciplinarian who's not going to take crap from outside the organization. They did that with Ted Nolan. And what did they do? And they were successful. They were successful very briefly. But they need a coach like that, Cal. They need a coach who's like out of options. Yeah, who wants to take the job. And they never should have fired Ted Nolan. Ted Nolan could have been here for 10 years. They need Terry Collins. They need to take. <laughs> they do. They need Terry Collins. You know what time it is? It is time for the ready-to-unload from the... Special Thanksgiving edition. <laughs> God, I love it. Fun. Gotta get the fun in. <laughs> Welcome to. The, okay, turkeys running around the studio. Actually, it sounds like the hamburger. Hamburgers running around the studio. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the ready to unload fun load, <laughs> brought to you by uh, Stripes Mosses by Stripes for the unleavened experience of a lifetime. Beverages by Hoffman and uh, the Mafia. And the mafia. Uh, What we wanted to talk about in the fun load tonight was Thanksgiving and football, and how uh, these two are inexorably linked. And I'll oh. throw out, I'll open up the no good inexorably wrong there no good.
1: No, I, I've been holding on to this list of my top 10 90s bands for two weeks. <laughs> I feel like I got played.
2: <sighs> You're being punked. <laughs> totally. How could, how could we not do a fun note about Thanksgiving and football two days before I, Thanksgiving? I'm sorry, Lindsey Buckingham, <laughs> but we're out of time.
1: <laughs> we we'll get yeah, you next I didn't, even week. See, didn't even see it coming.
2: We're going to have to... You're still my friend, though. We're going to have to ask uh, PJ and his 90s band list to come back next week. We're all out of time. Paul Schaefer, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I want to ah. talk... <laughs> How come Paul Schaefer always comes off as the Penguin?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> he does that.
2: Football and Thanksgiving; these things are linked, and we were talking about it earlier. That th- this is like the best three games we've had on that. So, a lot of people have said this: like you have no skip time now. Like you could always sort of skip the Lions game, and because they've been so bad lately, right? And yep. just just have the fantasy up. We we'll have the game on in the background. You're not really paying attention. You're eating a little Andy boss, You got a little, you know. Uh, but I want to b- – before we get to that, though, real quick, Cal, I want to go back to when you were a kid. Mm. W- when we were kids, what time do you go out and play football? Like, did you have the morning Thanksgiving game? No. You didn't either, huh? No. Why did we not have that? You didn't have it? We had it, We had a bastardization of it. It wasn't the big neighborhood everybody gets together and we're on friends you know, Turkey Day football game. Would you play in the parking lot? We did play in the parking lot. Quite often. The bowling alley parking lot or the... Across the street. Across the street. Bowling alley parking lot was better for bigger games. You you played in some of those games. I don't think I played in the bowling alley parking lot. You definitely did. The only one that I remember was the New Year's Eve game. Oh, that's... that's Up Up at Indian Hollow. Yeah, that's the stuff of legend. (laughs) Wow, what year was that? 93. I had a broken ankle. I played with a cast on my ankle.
4: Played on a broken ankle. <laughs> oh, that's great. You had the merino
1: jersey on.
2: Yeah, I was wearing a sock over my over my foot.
1: <laughs> you were hopping awesome around.
2: Yeah. I had to play quarterback. Played official quarterback. Yeah. Magnificent. I it think well, I, I think you were like thirty-seven of fifty-six that day. By the way, <laughs> so we have four thirty-five through the air. We have to look at footballreference. dot com for That's the stats great. on that one. Go to profootballreference. dot com. Yeah. Go to Long Island Pro Football Reference. Right, right, right. right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we never we never we never played on, on Thanksgiving. Always threw the ball around. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Always threw the ball around. Whether it was in the backyard or McWalters would come down the street and we would throw the ball around a little bit, maybe a little two on two. That's about as as good as you got, though, huh? That's about it. About a little two two. The McWalters always had a little bit of a turkey bowl cooking. See, but all, it's a family one. The problem with, and I, I've had this my entire life, and it's and it's stretched into adulthood. Now, I'm never around to sit and watch the twelve thirty game, ever. I always miss the first half, either because I'm getting ready to travel, or I'm getting ready to have people over, whatever it is. But even as a kid, I never, I, there was never a time where I could sit down and watch the beginning of that, of that Detroit game. I tell you, 1230 game's tough. It's very early, and it comes right on the heels of the parade, and we always had to watch the parade sure. until Santa Claus showed up. Sure, of course. Couldn't turn it off until then. And that's 12 o'clock. Now... What am I going to do? I'm going to turn around in a half an hour and just sit back down and watch TV <laughs> for four hours, for four for seven. Right. You take care of the stuffed mushrooms, son. I'm going to be over here if you need me. Doesn't work. And now, and this year makes it even even more difficult because it's such a big game. It's a huge game for the first time in year. PJ, what what goes on over at the? Uh, what happened in Staten Island? Did you all go out and play football?
1: I was kicked out of the house by my mother. <laughs> she In 1978, hosted, she yeah. Well, she always she always hosted the family, um, my family, extended family, generally known as freeloaders. So my mother would always be the one who cooked. We did every major holiday, and she learned right. quickly that I had to be out of the house because I was no help. Up until <laughs> up until June, late junior high. So right. yeah, we played we played uh, we threw the football around. Maybe not, maybe not a, a neighborhood organized game every year, but certainly there was a bunch of us losers, you know, because we were still in the dress clothes because company was coming over. So oh, you know, wow. I'm wearing a nice little shirt and probably a clip-on tie and my shiny shoes that I only get to wear uh, to church, you know. So don't get them dirty. Clappy. Go outside to play. Go outside to play. <laughs> so. So you know, like you can only throw the football like on the sidewalk. You can't go in the street. You're gonna scuff them. You can't be on the lawn. Good God, don't get caught on the lawn. Mm. Wow. And then once I turned about fourteen, thirteen, you know, I was brought back in the house for labor. (laughs)
2: Amazing. Right. What at what point now? So now you know we're we're all grown up and we have families of our own and stuff like that. At at. And this is going to be my first year, uh, as I was saying, with a, with a, you know a child or whatever. It used to be very easy. You, you know, I'd go somewhere. I never had to. Ha- I never had to host it. I could always go somewhere and plop my fat ass down and watch football all day if I felt like it. Yeah,
1: because you're going to have a whole new respons- opinion of those
2: people. <laughs> right. The only person I was responsible to was my girlfriend and or well now my wife, and she you know she knew what she was bargaining for. You know, I mean she bought her ticket. But now, you know, not so much. There's no way I can watch the twelve thirty game. There's no way. Well, you'll, you'll you'll check in on it. You, I mean, wherever you are, you'll be able. It'll be on, clearly. Right. That's that's the one. The one thing about the football game is that it's always on. That's right. It's on in the background, no matter on, what you're going to. It's on somewhere. Right. Except uh, at my my in laws. <laughs> and here's, love, you know I love, I love how we just decided all of us it's always on always no matter what i mean no matter where you are no matter what room you go into and then and then cal raises his hand quietly except my in law and I'll here's the 30 on. second story cuz we're running out of time go ahead we got time we'll go over if we every every other year you know this is when you're married and you have the two families You've got to make accommodations, so we've chosen the every-other-year rule, the Brett Saberhagen approach to Thanksgiving, Nice, if you will. So uh, when we're over at my wife's, in my wife's aunt's house, wow. every other year, they don't watch the football games at oh. all. We might be able to get them to put the 4 o'clock game on, the Dallas game on, after we've eaten. Are you ostracized for any asking? Chance
1: you watch an ice-skating special? No. I asked for personal reasons. No, what,
2: I, what I can tell you <laughs> is the last time that we were there, there was a DVD, there was some sort of Jimi Hendrix DVD that was playing. Well, I did not see that coming. That was <laughs> doubtful.
1: so wrong.
2: Because when I think of things, I think of, I think Voodoo
1: I think of Child. Jimi Hendrix.
2: Yeah, right. I, think, I think of Voodoo <laughs> Child, exactly.
1: If six was no. nine, pass the potato.
2: Are, are you looked at uh, a scance? Are, are you given? Uh, uh, are you, you know, condemned for no. asking for the football game?
4: No, because no,
2: because here's the funny part. Everybody wants the football game on, except the owner of the home, and nobody's going to say anything. So we all just kind of sit there and watch the Jimi Hendrix DVD and imagine what's going on in the game. Unbelievable. But nobody says anything. Nobody says a word. And you all smile through third stone from the sun <laughs> right <laughs> what is okay peach uh and then Cal, what is your favorite football slash thanksgiving memory? Do you have like one that stands out
1: absolutely, my cousin's morbidly obese husband came over, plopped himself down right in the middle of i mean i mean morbidly I'm talking. Probably four hundred and fifty pounds. I love himself this down on the uh on on the chair in the center of the room and, and he wanted to watch uh um uh Sanders.
4: You know, all he could
1: talk about was Sanders. But on Sanders, I wanna watch Sanders run today. We're gonna to watch Sanders run. So we everyone kinda of left him alone with a with a bowl of peanuts and we and we uh started to set the table and then of course, I don't know, fifteen seconds later we hear Kaboom and the man had fallen right through the chair and cracked my floor. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> That's and landed sticks out. And landed He'll on be. Deion Sanders.
1: He la- he landed so hard uh, he he cracked the actual floorboards and beams. Uh. <laughs> Major wow. reconstruction. Yeah. This was he, was not,
2: he was not he was not ass back. <laughs>
1: He was a dancer.
2: Yes, Cal. Cal, uh, what what about you? What what sticks out if I say Thanksgiving football? Give me a memory. I I tell you, it's the it's the last Dallas Miami game that sticks out. For some reason, that one really, you know, at the time I was a Miami fan. So that was a big deal to get the Dolphins on Thanksgiving. And they won the game with the whole Leon Lett thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, but that's that's the one. Like I, when I think of Thanksgiving, that's that's what I think of. Is that is that game? That's excellent. I have. Do really you have any others? I, I have, have the, the Jets getting shellacked a couple of years ago on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys, right? And I had just started dating. Uh, that was Teresa and I's first Thanksgiving, I believe. Kellen Clemens played that game. Kelly Clemens, uh, and he got he got hurt on like the first play. And uh, that was our first Thanksgiving. My first Thanksgiving was a Texan whose family was having a party with the fact that <laughs> I was there. Uh, and th- we were here. We were in New York. We weren't in Texas. But um, the text messages were flying that day, my friends, as the Jets got shellacked. Uh, that's one. And then the other one is as a kid, uh, you know, 14, 15, I remember going out playing football in the parking lot. As you mentioned, Cal, I grew up next to a parking lot to the right and a parking lot across the street from me. Yet I was in the suburbs, I know. I'm the person who did that. And uh, making a sliding diving catch. Playing for the asphalt? Yeah, with Uncle Vinny. Uncle Vinny playing official quarterback. And like Scott and I running, my brother and I running routes. And Kevin uh, and his brother Tom probably playing as well. And uh, I laid out for a ball on the parking lot. And I ripped up both my arms. Like huge like, just ripped up the, uh, you know, sliding head first, kind of the inside of my arms. Sure. And sitting at the dinner table, the Thanksgiving dinner table, and my mother just like fuming. Just like literally, th- like, you could see my mother thinking to myself, my son is a friggin' idiot. <laughs> like, so disappointed in my lack of intelligence
0: that uh. I
2: decided to dive on asphalt. You said, bleeding at the Thanksgiving table. Yeah, my grandmother. My grandmother, too. Like, they had the same, like, what a... uh, Really? Did did you make the catch, big guy? (laughs) Did you get the first down there? Did you, by the way? Yes, of course.
1: What's it like to be the family embarrassment?
2: (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, you're an idiot. (laughs) And then, of course, trying to watch the game. Uh, as right. a kid in, in the house that I – Cal, you were in the house that I grew up uh, in often. And, and PJ, you were in that house a, a bunch of times on Old Indian Head Road. And oh, yeah. um, and so you remember – if you guys remember, the dining room was completely uh, like – not away from the living room, but you had no clear shot at the TV uh, from the dining room. So you wanted to sit at the kids' table. Because the kids' table, you had the kids' table was like a bridge table that extended out into the living room, right? And I, I would can be also like,
1: imagine that there'd be no real way to get away from the talking. Yes, there's no way to turn that TV up loud enough so that it it turns no. out yeah, the, ladies, knows, the right? ladies talking.
2: When you have a family of Jackie Adams like I do, right?
1: Yeah, and we all um, well, I do
2: right. But I I was like 16. I'm like I'll, I'll go to the kids' table. I love the kids. You know, this would be fun with my little cousins. And so I'm at like the little bridge table, like a (laughs) juke. You know, just trying to be able to watch, just so I could watch the football game. So uh, anyway, uh, guys, boy, we went over. Yeah. Apologies to PJ Kachoko and his list of '90s bands. We will get to that next week, PJ. I love you.
1: I want to talk about Hootie.
2: DJ's been left Sitting on the couch what, man. what would the Gin Blossom Say about Thanksgiving <laughs> anyway How would Counting Crows
0: well, how, would counting, down.
2: how would the Counting Crows Describe Their turkey Pretentiously. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Final unload
1: I want I want everybody To hold on Because My list of the 90s bands will shock and amaze in life.
2: <laughs> Cal Cal final on those I just want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving uh we've been on the air now for just about two years it's kind of an unofficial anniversary a year ago this time we took our hiatus we did our last show right around here for uh for the blessed birth of, of your son Steve and uh On this occasion I want to give thanks To all that's good All that we have Happy Thanksgiving to everybody Uh, I second that And uh, I'll also throw in a uh, uh, Happy Thanksgiving to everybody And say that Today is the 37th anniversary Of the passing of my grandfather Uh, I never knew him Uh, I was one and a half when he passed away But um, everything I've heard He was a really good guy So uh, I always think of on on november twenty second i always think of j f k and my grandfather and uh so anyway uh hope he's having a nice cup of coffee up in the up there with my grandmother. The coffee's on he's having a pot of coffee nice uh everybody have a great thanksgiving we will talk to you uh next week thanks to d j uh for the call We really appreciate that and of course, the swami checking in uh was great as well cal happy thanksgiving my brother i love you you too brother d j you too i guess <laughs>
1: You know what you can do with your
2: yams, (laughs) and hitting your mute button. Good night, everybody.